This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Auburn Express. Powered by The Wall Report. All aboard the AM departure from Platform 334, the Auburn Express. We're running on time and expecting no hiccups, doing the work, hard work, to bring you the best Auburn sports content you'll find anywhere. So I looked to see when the kickoff time is for Mercer. It's right. 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. So we're technically a little under 10 days into kickoff. We're getting closer and closer. It's flying by now. It's flying by. It don't even feel like it's that close. You know, we're that close to kickoff. But how, how are we feeling with this team? Noise has kind of died down a little bit with Auburn. Uh, I know we've been a lot of speculation in terms of who's going to win what positions in fall camp. How are we feeling less than 10 days away? I'll start with you, Ike. Treat your boys. Chill Boys underwear is designed for maximum comfort with enough space to keep you cool, calm, and comfortable. Chill Boys underwear will help you keep the boys close. Uh, Not too close. When the game is on the line, you won't break a sweat with Chill Boys underwear. Whether it's left boy, right boy, or both boys, Chill Boys provides your boys comfort like you've never felt. Visit chillboys.com and use code RAPPORT, that's R-A-P-P-O-R-T, and get 15% off of your order. Maximize your chill with Chill Boys. I am not worried about this Mercer game, right? So the outcome of the game is not what I'm worried about. What I am anxious to see is what the offense is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Um, This will be the first time in three seasons that... Someone not named Bo Nix will be the starting quarterback for Auburn University, and I'm looking forward to seeing what the <laughs> what the offense is going to look like with uh, with somebody else at the helm. Man, um, you know, uh, there's no way to predict this, right? Like we can talk about potential and all this kind of stuff until you see it on the field. We don't know, so I'm just kind of waiting, man, to see what we're going to do. I think the guys are super juiced up on this team and they're ready to go out there. Uh, but hopefully they're going to play discipline and uh, we will see an absolute destruction of the Mercer Bears here in a couple of days. Are they the Bears? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I didn't know they were Bears. Yeah, they were Bears either. The Mercer Burr. Mike, hell with them Bears. Mike, how you feeling, sir? Hi. So uh, I tweeted out before the show today 
um, there's no point in being upset about what we haven't seen yet. Zero. Uh, so I'd rather have a conversation about what actually has happens on the field. All this talk about what people think is going to happen is for the birds, right? Um, or for the bears or whatever. So hey, I, okay. I'm, um, okay. I'm looking forward to seeing the new and improved Auburn Tigers in year two of the Brian Harson era. Now, they have some challenges that they had to overcome from camp. Uh, it's being pretty much widely, widely reported now that Nick Brahms uh, may not be good to go. Uh, he was in my top five offensive players. That's a huge hit. So I definitely don't want to see that happen, right? Like, uh, I'm hoping maybe something will work out for that young man, uh, not only for himself, but for the team. So my prayers are with Nick Brahms and whatever he's going through right now, uh, medically and health-wise. Outside of that, now's, now's when we start to pull for Auburn. Root for Auburn. That's where we're at. That's the zone we're in right now. Time to root for Auburn. All this talk about who the starting quarterback's going to be, you know, it's going to be whoever they send out there at this point. Right. Right. right? All the offseason debate over who that sh- guy should be, it's winding down until we've seen something on the field. So whoever they send out there, I'm hoping maybe after game one, we learn we got two guys that can get the job done. Yep. I don't understand why it has to be one or the other. Why can't T.J. Finley go out there and be an improved version of himself and Robbie Ashford be the thing that gives us hope for the future, similar to what we thought we had in 2014 yeah. with Nick Marshall and Jeremy Johnson. I don't know why we why those things can't be true. So just because, because a guy didn't win the job. Things are always bad. Rawr. Yeah, so this, this is... This is <laughs> rawr, I like to growl at the end. So... Yeah. This this is the time where we start to put off-season narratives to bed, and we need to start in-season narratives about what this team is going to be. And, you know, the talk needs to be centered around what they do or don't accomplish on the field. I'm ready for it. I think you guys are ready for it in the comments. It's going to be exciting. Um, I'm, I'm hoping that this staff delivers us something that uh, we haven't had really in a while, and that's true hope. True hope that this thing is trending the right direction. That's that's what I hope for from game one. Yeah. And 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 Mike and don't don't use that word until next Wednesday. All right. (laughs) Next Wednesday we'll start talking about (laughs) what we think the defense is gonna do. So yeah, Yeah, I need to see a lineup. I need to see a lineup and a True depth chart before we start talking about okay, the thing. Right. That's yeah. how you want to play it today. All right, I'm that's ready fine. to scream it. I'm ready to scream it. Okay. <laughs> he was right. ready for it. He was ready. He was well, ready. you know, Nick Brahms is that that's definitely unfortunate news. And and I echo your sentiments, Mike G, concerning Nick. Is it is it a little encouraging, though, be that with Tate Johnson stepping in, we haven't seen a lot of shuffling at center. Uh, we've seen shuffling at the guard position, but Tate has been kind of holding on to that through scrimmages and practices pretty strong. So is that does that give us some? I mean, we know losing the experience that Nick Brahms would was definitely going to bring in this season doesn't help. But is it encouraging to know that you we've had a consistent guy at that position in Nick Brom's absence? Um, yes and no. It could be that he is the most fit 
for that role and nobody else is. So it could be of this is what we got. And this is the best thing we've got. You've got two offensive line guys because Will Friends won. We've actually got an offensive line, assistant offensive line coach. And then Coach Bedell, who coaches the tight ends, used to coach offensive line. So we've got roughly three offensive line coaches on the staff. And if between the three of them, they decide, yeah, you're going to be our center, it could be because he is showing all of the competencies that you want to see, or it could be because nobody else is showing them. So whether it's the yeah, A or B. I hope it's not that second scenario. Yeah. Really <laughs> um, but whether it is the first or the second, Tate Johnson is what we got. Um, we, we heard some, some uh, we were asked, or not we were asked, but the staff was asked about Tate Johnson, what he's been able to do so far in camp. And um, I think it was actually, I can't remember which player, but they said, well, I wasn't sure, you know, looking at him when we first got here, if he was going to be able to hold up at this level. Like just the eye test, he didn't quite pass it. So for the last two seasons and off seasons, he's been getting his body up to speed. He, he's become the player that can hold up across the line in SEC play. And we will see. I would I hate for a make or break season like the one we're about to play in a lot of different ways to be the season where he gets tested as somebody who didn't quite look the part physically coming in. You know, this is not the circumstance you know, under which you want your guy to have to do this, but it makes me wonder. I know Brahms was out for the spring. Who got most of the reps in the spring? Jaleel Irvin. Okay, so it was Irving in the spring. So Tate Johnson hasn't even had the benefit of uh, springtime and fall to work at center. This is kind of a new development here then, right? I, I, well, so I need to go back and look at A-Day and see if Johnson was the the back second up. string center then. Though, okay. But uh, Irvin was who started A-Day at center. Okay. So, I mean, they they have some guys who have been working there. Um, what I'm going to trust here with this staff is that you're going to win a job. Center too, not a lot, but okay. And he has played it traditionally, but I don't think he's played it. He he wasn't doing it during the spring here, right? Right. Okay. So, so he played coming out of high school. Is what you're saying? He played a little bit at you know he transferred in, um, so he played a little bit at um, who was Akron? I, I think a little bit. Too, oh, okay. So. Okay. Okay. So I'm I'm hoping. If, if he's at that position, especially if somebody else had been practicing in the spring of that position, at the very least, it makes the assumption the coaches think he can handle it just as well or better than Irving. And that's why he's got the job right now. So I'm going to put my faith in the coaches. Like Mike G said, we're here. It's time. Sweating and, and uh, debating over whether or not somebody should have a role that they don't have. I'm not a football coach. I can't go down there and look at one guy and say, oh, man, you definitely should be. They all look like big dudes to me. I don't know anything until I see them playing on Saturday and I can say, hmm, you got blown by. Maybe you're not the guy. Or, hmm, that throw was a mile off. Maybe you're not the guy. Other than that, what do I know about evaluation? I don't know anything until we see the results. There are people who are getting big paychecks to evaluate and see it beforehand and choose the right guy and put them on the field in position. I'm going to trust those guys and what they think is the best thing right now. Indeed, indeed. Let's talk about some news that did come out this week. Auburn announces captains. Mm-hmm. Hey. Derek Hall, Papo, Shanker. They're named the team captains for the 2022 season. How are we feeling about this? I will start with you, Mike G. Congrats to our guy, John Samuel Shanker. Yeah. <laughs> Friend of the show. So happy for John Samuel that he won. Uh, well, won. It's not an award, but he was chosen. This is chosen by their peers. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. right? That Pierce said, this guy is a leader on the field. Um, he is somebody that we look to uh, for leadership. And it's an honor to be chosen as a team captain. Absolutely is an honor to be chosen as a team captain. I think it says a lot about who he is as a person, his work ethic. No surprise that Derek Hall got chosen as a team captain. You know, go look at any hype video of Auburn this offseason. Derek Hall is in it looking like he can bench press a bus and hyping his teammates up. You know, and then Owen Papo, another guy who they expect to have a really good season. He's going to be a quarterback on that defense. I think that they're going to be looking to him for leadership. He talked in the press conference. If you haven't seen this uh, video, we have it posted on our channel about, you know, how he has taken the role of mentoring the young guys that have come in. So, you know, any great team needs great leaders. And I think that the three young men that they chose are exemplify what it means to be a leader and what it means to be an Auburn man. I'm super excited about this. I think this is something that'll get overlooked. A lot of fans will just brush over this and say, oh, we don't care about captains. We just want to know who the quarterback is. But this is important. And it's going to, this is leadership shows up on Saturdays. Right. Right. So when you lose a leader, it's going to hurt your team. Right. These are three guys that you hope make it all the way through the season. Because they will pull the other guys along and they will keep Auburn in that right place mentally to win games. I love it for all three of these guys that they got chosen. Looking forward to seeing what that looks like on the field. Yeah, and and I think it's interesting that two of these guys, uh, Sons Owen Papo, two of these guys opted back in. Uh, mm-hmm. Derek Hall could have went on to the draft. I sure could have. Uh, Shanker, yeah. I mean, these guys could have went on to to bigger and better things, but they chose to come back. And I don't think it's ironic that these guys are your leaders because of that. These are mm-hmm. guys who absolutely bought in to what Harson is trying to do. So I think it says a lot that these guys ended up being uh, chosen captains as well. Uh, are there any surprises? And be will uh, talk to me. Were, were you surprised at at the selections? Granted. We're happy for these guys, but were you expecting to hear anyone else being announced as as captain? Well, something I always look out for is because of the position of quarterback and its importance to the team, you always think, okay, a quarterback that has any uh, established value, let's say that, is likely to get a nod, right, as a captain, at least one of the captains. And Finley didn't because, well, it's not really settled who the quarterback is. So... That makes a lot of sense why he didn't get that nod. Now, we heard a lot about his maturity in the offseason um, and, and how he's grown up not only with with the team and with the offense, but, you know, taking leadership role with when it comes to the offense and the other players. So I thought there was an outside chance because of that, because of the high praise he's received there. He might be a captain. But when I saw who was selected, I was like, oh, yeah. How, how could They went not? with all seniors, didn't they? All seniors. Yeah. yeah all of They're all, all seniors. Yeah. yeah. That all makes seniors. sense. So that makes complete sense. Um, a guy in Hall who's going to be – you know, uh, NFL draft, uh, prime real estate for us, you know, as, as far as bringing that attention to Auburn and the defense. Shanker, who's a fifth-year guy, and uh, Papo, who's a fourth-year guy, who I'm sure had aspirations to go after year three, injury-riddled uh, year three, and here to make it right to get his stock up. I don't think there's anybody who could speak better for the the, the team and represent the team better than the, the, than the guys they got. So I think they got it right. And I was thinking about this as well, Corey Weber. He says, I'm surprised Tank wasn't chosen. Before they announced who it was, I was I was wondering what they named Tank. But when they, mm. to your point, when I saw who they named, it made a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, um, man. Seniority seems to mean something to these coaches. 
Okay. Yeah. Right. You know, absolutely. I don't, I know Tank is 100% a vocal leader on this team. Right. I don't think this says that he isn't, um, but you right. know, they went with the, with the older guys on this. And again, this is, this is their peers. I'm about to say, this is the players who voted yeah. this, right? So, yeah. True. You know, True. the players recognize these guys as the, the ones who they want to have leadership and they clearly are the ones that because of their seniority, familiarity, uh, the players are like, yeah, this is, these are the guys who I want to represent us on Saturdays. Um, so definitely looking forward to to seeing what that leadership produces on the field. Because to the point I think Mike was making about the 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 attitude, or, or you know, attitude reflects leadership. You know, that's the whole quote, right? But like yeah. the attitude on the team being a ref- if if the attitude of this team is a reflection of those three gentlemen, let's just look at it from that perspective. You've got a very focused and relentless Derek Hall. You've got a very um, passionate and kind of uh, just consistency in John Samuel Schenker. And then you've got a guy who, by most people accounts, is just a hardworking uh he doesn't let the fact that he's physically gifted get in the way of the uh, of him working super hard day in and day out. When we talk about the weight vest thing, he was the first guy that was like, yeah, I'm going to throw the vest on, right? Like mm-hmm. accepting additional responsibility and stepping up, fighting his way back from adversity with the injury. That's what you – so if our team looks like those three guys, we're going to have a good squad. Yeah. Right. Young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever – in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. Let's talk about breakout players. And I know we're we're going to be doing a lot of previewing the next week uh, when we talk about Auburn and what we think they'll do for the season as well as the upcoming game against Mercer. Is there a player that you've been keeping an eye on throughout fall, throughout this offseason spring ball, that you've been keeping your eye on, that you're excited about, that you think this is the year? This is the year for this particular person. You say this um, is the year in that that whole uh, that little you know that shut up don't do yeah, that yeah you know don't what I'm saying that. Mike what <laughs> well, Mike no, what we're not we're not doing that we're okay. not doing that <laughs> mm-hmm. but 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 we want to talk seriously we want to talk who do you believe this year has a breakout year for this team we we we've talked about the captains and who those guys are and what we hope will produce. Who takes a major step forward, either offensive defense for you, and why? I'll start with you, Mike. Malcolm Johnson Jr. Consistency. And and Darquez Hunter. Mm, okay. I think I think these guys take major steps forward. I think they are the fu- they're part of the future of this team going into 2023. Um, I think Jarquez Hunter has a chance to do something special here at Auburn. Uh, you know, just one of the hardest working guys uh, I've ever seen. Uh, he's a complete monster in the weight room. He can literally bench press the Haley Center and squat the Haley Center. Like, I mean, he's he's strong. And um, 
with another year, we saw what he was able to do in flashes last year. I think if this O-line has improved in run blocking, you could see somebody like him kind of like a change up back when you put him in there, just go freaking nuts this fall. Um, so I'm excited about watching Jarquez Hunter and then Malcolm Johnson Jr., man. I've been I've been high on him for a while. Um, again, the same reports that I'm hearing about Malcolm coming out of camp is is that he is he is stronger than he's ever been. He has worked his butt off. I've heard the addition of some of these transfer guys push this game to the next level as well, too. Mm-hmm. So somebody who stepped his game up and said, listen, you're not just going to walk in here and take my spot. I love that about these kids, man. That's so that competition did, can yeah. actually push people to get better. That's didn't crazy. run from the competition, oh, didn't man. complain, just got to work. Now, I did have a chance to, um, you know, uh, sit down with Malcolm for lunch, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And I asked him a simple question about what did you learn? What have you learned since you've been at Auburn? And he looked at me and he said that, you, you know, not to, you can't quit when the going gets tough. I came to Auburn because I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and make history. And he feels like he's done that. I mean, I'm no, I'm in no position to argue with a guy when he said that he said it with conviction, man, like you could see in his face that it hasn't been smooth sailing to this point, but this is the year that you go out there and you show everybody why they should have been talking about you the whole time. Right. Yeah. Now, uh, I've, I've been talking about him the whole time, but listen, the rest of y'all need to jump on the Malcolm Johnson train now uh, because I think he could be a star this season um, if we get what we expect from the quarterback position. So uh, we get some more catchable balls thrown at these guys. Malcolm Johnson, man, I think, mm, I can't wait to see it. Now, defensively, I'm looking forward to Pritchett and Simpson having good years as well, too. Now, I, I expect big things out of Derek Hall and Eku and Owen. I mean, I think that kind of goes without saying. But in that secondary, there are shoes to fill. You know, Pritchett has got burners. I'm going to be interested to see if he can harness that speed in a way that helps this team uh, replace Roger McCreary's shoes in combination with one of the biggest hitters we've seen at the defensive back position in Auburn history and Jalen Simpson. So it'll be interesting. I mean, there are a lot of potential breakout stars on this team. And everybody's looking at six and seven last year and, and just disregarding the talent. Just because it didn't translate to nine wins last season. Right. right. But it was damn close. So look out for those four guys, I think, to really make some waves this year. I want to see a game one, possibly, for Simpson and Pritchett in the form of a Thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That. Yep. The S word. Yeah. I have to agree with you, Mike, in terms of of your of your guy. You've been big on that receiver for what since last year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, been, it's just tough to evaluate receivers, man, when yeah. quarterback play is inconsistent and you're always throwing on obvious passing downs and you know what I mean? But now he I think he has really earned the the position of one of those most senior guys that's hardworking same i expect big things out of shed jackson this year i hope so this is last yeah. year man you don't have another yeah. year to show that you can do this so go out there and and do your thing on the field yeah. right yeah man and if i'm a senior man let these young guns wait their turn for sure if i've been in this offense grinding since day one wait your damn turn 
and watch me work. So I expect that out of Malcolm and Shed this year. Um, and if they don't get it done, it's next man up. But I, I really think these guys will get it done. I like Malcolm on offense. Even though I'm not expecting him to be be a stat pad or get a lot of stats, I'm 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 picking Jason Jones. I think mm. he's going to be a big Ooh, part like, of this like defense. Mm-hmm. Like like I think everyone eats because of what he's able to do up front, and and my hope is that. You can try to double-team Derek Hall. You can try to double-team Kobe, but you're going to have a problem with Jason Jones up in the middle. Like, you you can't lose sight of him. Uh, Danny Connell, literally on that ridiculous podcast we talked about on Sunday, said, <laughs> I think the middle of this defensive line is soft and going to be a problem. What? You potato? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> that D-line is going to be nasty. Mike, just going to curse. Yeah, he's a potato. You desk lamp. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You stupid doorknob. Oh, man. That's hilarious. I I talked to him, man. Who's your breakout? Who's your breakout this year? So one of the guys that Mike said is foregone conclusion, I think, has a monstrous year because he's going to be more than a third down pass rush specialist. And I think that's Echo Leota. I think Echo Leota is going to have an absolutely mm-hmm. love that pick nasty season. I just, I, I just feel like he feel he he knows this is his year to make ground and getting drafted. I think Echo Leota is going to do something great. Um, the other guy that I'm looking for on the defense is one that Mike mentioned as well, and that's Jalen Simpson. Man, I I was already a fan of Jalen Simpson in his ability to tackle in the open field. I think he's one of the more sure tacklers that I've seen from a defensive back in a while. Like, he just doesn't miss a ton of tackles. I'm not saying he never misses, but he doesn't miss a lot. Mm-hmm. And they, they're talking about how much he's added speed, um, mm-hmm. and that can't do anything but help his coverage ability because he already had the raw coverage skills. So if you got a guy who closes well and can close faster now and has the ability to take good angles and tackle well, he's going to have a really good season, man. Like, I just, if he stays healthy, that's really been the biggest issue with Jalen Simpson since he's been at Auburn is his health. He stays healthy. I think that um, that he's going to have a great year in the defensive backfield. Flipping over to the offensive side of the ball, I'm looking forward to seeing how we deploy Landon King in this offense. I think mm. Landon King could be a guy who makes big, I mean, he he already has just that that kind of big catch ability like you see him show up in big moments making big catches um I, I think he's got a ton of energy he's just kind of like one of those guys you want to see be successful because he, it feels like when he starts getting the rolling he gives energy to everybody else on the team um so i'm looking forward to seeing what landon king does um and then the other guy who i think is poised for a breakout season is going to be um and I listen. If you it, listen to anybody talk about him, they call him Check. I'm looking for Dawson to come out here in this slot position mm-hmm. and really make people look mm-hmm. silly out there on the field. He's got all the wiggle. He's got all the speed. Um, you know, hopefully, uh, securing catches isn't an issue just based upon that one drop in a day. Like I don't want to make that to be the totality of who he is as a receiver. But I'm looking forward to Tavares Dawson. Uh, having a really good season this year as well. So those would be the guys that I would pick. Mm-hmm. Before we get to the break, B. Will, who you who you liking? 
on defense, uh, I would say Marcus Harris, man. Marcus Harris came mm. in here, and he showed a lot of potential year one. But with what they've been able to do with their bodies, um, what, what we're hearing about how much guys have improved in speed and power and fundamental skill, I'm expecting a big year from him. for him, not only because he will be improved, but everybody else along that line. Uh, we've got at least, well, really, if – if 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 I'm looking at it, Kobe's and and Harris are inside in the two defensive line positions. You got Aku and Hall on the outside. He's lined up with three NFL players. He's got to eat. He's got to be able to eat. His speed off the ball was always a strength of his. You've got to be able to eat when you've got guys on the line with you that have that kind of potential and ability already. So I'm expecting big things from him. Um, Donovan Kaufman is another person who. Mm. He came in. I mean, don't get me wrong. He didn't have a perfect year at nickel, but his his position at nickel isn't because, oh, well, you're not good enough to be the starting safety or starting corner. It's more or less because you could do either one of these jobs and do it well. So we're going to have you out here to fill whatever role needs to be filled while we've got our other two safeties and two corners on the field. So um, I think it speaks a lot to really the trust they have in him to have him at that nickel position, to be able to convert to, to covering – you might be chopping down a tight end. You might be covering their number one uh, receiver. It, it just depends on on what the alignment is from the offense. But they trust him, and he seems to be a mature young man. And I really like his the the, the prospect of him breaking out big time this season. Uh, on offense, it's tough to say. It's tough to say because I, I don't know as much as I can guess and estimate what we have at at quarterback. Like Mike said. What we see at receiver is going to be dependent on what we get from the quarterback position. And I don't know how much there is to uh, grasp onto. We're waiting to see. We're hoping that there is a turn in, in quality of play, in quality of cerebral understanding and quarterbacking. But we need to see it. So um, I've heard a lot about uh, Killian Zaire. Zaire? Zaire? Zaire. Zaire. Yeah. All that. Um him being more physically primed to pay, play left tackle, all of the offensive line, I really want to see. I mean, I feel bad for Brahms potentially, you know, this him not playing this last year. He chose to come back and, and play for the team. But Killian Zaire seems to have the highest upside if you believe scouting reports from pros. So I want to see what he can do over there, man. We haven't had a, a just shut down left tackle since, what, I don't know, maybe Greg Robinson maybe? Mm. Last just solid one? I mean, Prince... Um, I, I can't pronounce his Take Winogo. Okay, yeah. I mean, he was a, a very good prospect, which is why he got drafted. But I don't know if we've had a, hey, do you see that guy? He's got to go top three rounds. Um, and, and they're talking like he has that type of potential. So I want to see that from him. And I already know what we're going to get from Tank. I already know what we're going to get from Jarquez. I think, honestly, when we look back at this being Jarquez's second year and next year being Jarquez's third year, we're going to wow at what he was able to do year one, two, and three. His total body of work, I think, will be just as impressive as Tanks has been. So I don't think it's really – he's not going to break out. I think he's there. He just doesn't get all the snaps because there's somebody who's more senior and just as good ahead of him. But the other player I would say is it's hard not to pick Camden Brown, right? I mean, we're hearing it from everybody. The players, uh, the corners, the the coaches, Camden Brown, Camden Brown. We see the pictures. He looks like a, a NFL player right now. It's really hard not to pick Camden Brown, man. But um, I'm I'm going to I'm a bag off of that, and I'm going to say Javarius Johnson. 
he got up out of here for a minute. He decided he really liked the direction things were going. And he came back. And one thing that we've seen after he got interviewed this week is they've they've embraced him. They they put their arms around him and said, Man, yeah, come on back. And he seems to have bought back in and and they believe in him. So I was surprised as much as we had heard from about Tavares Dawson, Tavares Johnson has that number one slot spot. It's his. So he would be getting the primary snaps. And so I'm I'm expecting that that spot and those the bulk of those snaps to go to him. And um, see what type of production we could get from the slot. We haven't had a productive slot receiver since Ryan Davis, and that was probably the one that we had before then. I don't, I don't know who was the last slot receiver we had that was just always in the right spot at the right time. Eli Stove. Oh yeah, Stove was pretty reliable. He was injured a Eli lot, Stove. but he was Eli yeah, Stove. he was reliable. Eli Stove. Yeah. What was what was the cat that we had that um, I love I think Davis he, though in the slot. Davis was just dead. Yeah, Quan, Quan Bray. Oh, that was a while, yeah. Like Ten years ago, good. Yeah, I, I liked him more as a returner than I yeah. did as a, as a receiver. I don't, I don't think he. I don't think we. Re- I mean, again, not a lot of people got utilized and reached their potential at receiver right. um, during those years. So, yeah. you know, factual. Yeah, those are facts. 